Hello everybody, welcome to Jumping in an Elevator, the podcast where I full stop. A quick message from today's sponsor. Thank you, Stacey Girls, for that important message. Uh, how are we all today? Oh, you're doing good? That's so good. I love the positive vibes that you're bringing. Ooh, I can always count on you to bring positive vibes to our conversations. Special hello goes to Savannah, one of my top tier patrons. And as we know, as we started in the previous episode, I don't do well wishes anymore. I'm all out of well wishing. Nothing positive left to say. Famously, as Ariana Grande said, instead, we now do album recommendations. So Savannah, your album recommendation for today is Savage, the first mini album by Esper. I'm holding it up to the camera. It's a classic. Like it was an instant classic. It had the hits such as Savage and Iconic on it. It's also got Energy, I'll Make You Cry, and Yeppy Yeppy. Yep, Yeppy, Yeppy, yeah, mm. The classics on that album, it's just, it's so crazy if you think about it, right? That was so good. I'm so glad I have that album. You're a little bit jealous. I think you're a little bit jealous. I actually need to go to the K-pop shop. I need to pick up the new Stacey Girls. It's going down. And then get the new album, Run To You. Wait, no, the album's not called Run To You. It's called younglove.com. But we will be talking about that soon. Um, so Savannah, make sure you go and listen to that. That's your homework for this week. Great. Thank you. I will be assessing it. Uh, for today's episode of the podcast, we're doing a few things, babe. It's all going on. I want to talk about, obviously, some K-pop releases. I also want to talk about my thrift store slay euphoria and also a little bit of a personality test for the girls i mean it's results discussion for the girls i've already done the test um mm, i think my results might shock some of you actually you probably already saw the title of the episode so you're probably like oh what's going on there what's going on um all right let's start with the thrift store sleigh so i have a little bit of show and tell for you all today I went to a shop, like an op shop slash consignment store, I think is what it's called. We don't really call them thrift stores in Australia. They're called op shops. But I feel like an op shop kind of has a different vibe to the thrift stores that you see in like American YouTuber vlogs. So I always feel like I'm saying the wrong thing when I say that. But anyway, I went to a store that had a lot of secondhand things in there. And I didn't find anything, but then on my way out, I walked past the cabinet and I saw this. Hang on, sound effect, sound effect, sound effect, sound effect. If you're listening and you can't see what I'm holding up, I'm holding up a 9.4 certified near mint collector's comic. This is X-Men Alpha number one from February, 1995. It's the first appearance of the Dark Beast. And it's a chrome wraparound cover. Now I saw this and I let out an internal yell. Because I thought, hmm, this is kind of tea right now. Because I famously do love to collect shiny things. Like I'm a little bit of a bird like that. Like if you think of like a magpie, that's literally me. It's so crazy how that's me. Um, this window also had like Amazing Spider-Man... Uh, a Batgirl one, and then a flop one. It was so flop that I couldn't even remember. It was a bit bad for them, actually. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man one, I Googled it. 
this is while it's in front of the window. I Googled it and it said it was worth $13,000 and it was on sale for $200. I was like, oh, that's kind of explosive. Let me double check that. And luckily I double checked because the original is worth $13,000 from 1974 or something. This was the reprint from 2004 and it was worth like $300. So it was still like collector's vibes. This one, I think a 9.8, I found a 9.8 on eBay and that's selling for like $1,200. I bought this one for $100. I think this is probably worth maybe like $300, $400. But it's so cool and I love comics, which is an excellent segue into another thing that I picked up this week. I'm being bullied at gunpoint to read House of X, Powers of X. My friend Levi is a big Marvel stan. So am I. Apparently this is like... A fantastic comic series so I'm really looking forward to it I've read like a few one-off X-Men ones I've read a bunch of comics but the last comic that I really got into and read a whole bunch of them in a row was Walking Dead I really liked those and I think it's because I really liked the art style and this has really cool art style too oh can't wait to read that but I can't really get started on reading that because I'm reading a finance book right now ah, it's so bad also being held at gunpoint to read it. My sister, she's on my case. She's truly on my case. But it's probably good that she's on my case to read a finance book because truth of the matter is, babe, I'm a STEMI brain. I'm a STEMI brain. Like all the things up here, it's all maths and numbers and the occasional pretty little liars quote. Um, but my sister, she told me that I need to do some research into like what good investments are and that kind of stuff. So I've been reading a book about that and I feel actually quite empowered. No, it's true. It's true. Um, but it also just makes me think like, why was I not told this? You know what I mean? Like, why am I learning this at my big age now? Shouldn't this have been something that I would learn about in school? That seems like a little bit of an oversight. But anyway, um, famously. But had I accepted the pickle juice, I would be drinking pickle juice right now. And that's the thing. If I had accepted the bad financial advice that I'd given myself, I would be doing bad financial activities. But because I'm being forced to read this book, babe, it's all looking, it's coming up rosy, right? So anyway, that's a roundabout way of saying that's what I have collected. That's what I'm reading. I'm trying to not buy as many things. Oh my God, my minimalist era. That's kind of explosive. No, it's not my minimalist era. It's not. It's truly not. It's more like my goal setting era. I've decided that there's like a few items that I would like to buy in the near future. And I'm working towards those and setting goals. I'm like, if I reach this, then I can buy that. It's mostly like, I just want a pair of shoes. There's a pair of shoes that I really want, but I can't justify just going out and buying them. So I am setting goals. And when I achieve those goals, ooh, ooh, it's going to be bad for my haters. It's going to be so bad for my haters when I step out in the town with these shoes. Oh, and I'm not even going to say what the shoes are because you're going to be gagged. Ooh, now that I think about it, I really need these shoes before the end of May. Not going to tell you why, but if everything goes to plan, I'm going to need these shoes by the end of May. Like, it's so, like, enough on that. I will spoil shit, and I don't want to spoil shit. Um, 
Okay, new K-pop. Let's talk about the new K-pop releases. So this week we had Stacey Curls. And I famously, I'm a Stacey Nader. Like Stacey, not everyone gets it. But the thing is, I get it explosively. To me, that's such like a cashmere sweaters moment when I hear a Stacey song. Cashmere sweaters. Like it's so excellent. Um, my favorite Stacey songs, ASAP. ASAP actually changed my life. And I'm not playing around. I'm not joking around. It genuinely changed my life because ASAP by Stacey is the song that got me into K-pop like aggressively. I was aware of K-pop. I was listening to like a few songs, but ASAP is the one that really just like really set it into motion for me. And because of that, I started doing K-pop dance class. And then because I was doing dance class, I've become more and more fitter and I do so much exercise now. And I don't think I would be at this spot if I didn't do K-pop dance class. And I wouldn't have gone to K-pop dance class if Stacey didn't release ASAP. So moral of the story is Stacey girls, they changed my life. Um, so I really like that song. I have that album. Stereotype, yeah, it's a banger as well. I don't have that album. I need to get that. Uh, and I love So Bad. Like, everyone always overlooks So Bad. And I'm like, you're kind of missing out a little bit. Um, but the new album is called younglove.com. And it has the single Run To You on it. Ooh. Yeah. The Stacey Girls... They did, in fact, go down. But not on that song. They didn't say Stacey Girls, it's going down. And I thought, well, how am I supposed to know what direction the Stacey Girls are going in? They could be going up. Stacey Girls, it's going up. I don't know. They didn't tell me. They say it on the second track called Same Same at the end. It's like, Stacey Girls, it's going down. It's like a little bit of a slower one. I think the one that I put on the soundboard is from So Bad. Um... But the album, love it, obsessed. I really like the um, single, Run To You. But the thing about Run To You that just gets me gooped and gagged, the music video and the dance practice video. Ooh, bitch. The dance practice video for Run To You. <gasps> I'm unfortunately going to be learning the entire dance because it's just so excellent. That's the thing. It's so good. Oof. If you're a K-pop enjoyer or like a choreography enjoyer, I implore you to go look up ASAP, not sorry, look up Stacy Run To You Dance Practice and you're going to be gagged, right? They do so many like canons. That's what my dance teacher calls it, canon. I don't know if that's the right terminology. When she said it the first time, I was like, so it's giving explosion? Is that what we're doing here? But I think she means like canon as in scale. Uh, but it's basically like each member does the same move slightly delayed. So it's like boom, 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 boom. And they do that so many times in Run To You. It's so excellent. Ooh, Stacey Girls, they did it. Shout out to the Stacey Girls. And there's also like a song on there called... I feel like it's called Young Love. Maybe it is called Young Love. But it's a little bit different to the other songs they've put out and I really enjoy it too. It's like a little bit guitar-y vibes. And then... Ooh, yesterday, NMix debuted with Tank and I think it's called 0.0. I've been calling it 0.0, but it looks like 0.0, like the letter O instead of the number. And I don't really understand the concept with that. So I've been calling it 0.0. 
Uh, yeah. It's very much one of those situations where is Tank by Nmix in the room with us right now? <laughs> but I've come to enjoy it. It's true. The first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, this... Things are happening and I don't know if I'm across what's happening and I'm being involved in them and I don't know if I want to be involved in them. But now I'm very much happy to be involved. It's a song that goes, I'm so freaky, fishy, fishy. I'm so freaky, fishy, fishy. And at the start, I was like, literally, what does that mean? But now I get it. Like, I don't understand what they're saying, but I get it, you know? And I feel like that's so important. You have to get it to enjoy it. It's the same with NCT sticker. Ooh, everyone was on my case about that. Like, sticker's so bad. And I'm like, cool. Oh my God, Sticker's so bad. And then you look at my last film. <laughs> it was like me streaming Sticker 10 times in a row. But the thing is, I just got it. And when I didn't get it, I just conditioned myself to get it. That's the moral of the story. If you want to like something enough, you will like it. Don't apply that to relationships. Because that can get toxic. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so they released tank and it has occurred to me that perhaps the song is about a fish tank because they say i'm so freaky fishy fishy i'm so freaky fishy fishy something something tank and i was like okay so it's giving fish tank and that kind of blew my mind for a little bit but i really like that song now the other song 0.0 mm, mm-hmm. it's very interesting to me it feels like three different songs in one. Um, kind of like next level. I'm on the next level. Yeah. No, 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 no. Next level. Yeah. That's a classic. It's an immediate classic. And that has a quite dramatic shift in it. This has two shifts in it. And it honestly feels like three different songs. And I listened to the instrumental and it feels like three different songs. And mm, initially I was like, I can't get around this, but now I get it. That's the thing. I just get 24 hours to marinate and she's marinated and I'm there. I'm absolutely there. I get it. So excited to see what releases are coming next. I feel like there's a big release coming in March, but I can't remember who it is, but I will enjoy it regardless I have some purchases that I need to do, even though I just said I'm not buying things. <laughs> K-pop albums don't count. They're important, okay? I can break the budget to get a K-pop album. Sue me. Um, but yes, that's my thoughts on the new releases. I personally have been listening to a lot of Itzy again. You can see on the wall I've added the Crazy in Love poster from my Raijin album. I wasn't going to do that. Like I wasn't going to put it on the wall because I thought this is collector's vibes, but I'd already opened it and I put the stickers on my drink bottle and stuff. So I may as well just put it on the wall. So there we go. Yes. All right. Next, I want to talk about, I don't know why I keep looking down like I've written on this piece of paper what we're talking about in the podcast because I haven't. It's giving a newsreader, me holding up this piece of paper be like, tonight, tonight on jumping in an elevator, you are going to learn nothing and I'm going to whinge for 45 minutes. And it's true, like, um, I want to talk about Euphoria Lexi's play. Now, Lexi, she is that girl. Like, she is. There's no point in saying that she isn't that girl because we all know that she is that girl. Uh, Lexi's play, yeah. 
I felt like um, Lexi's mum. You know, Lexi's mum in the episode when she's like clapping and hooping and hollering. I was like, yeah, that's me watching this. Um, she gets it. One thing that I don't get is the budget for the play. Who is funding this? Mm-hmm. Lexi was like having revolving stages, so many set pieces, the lights alone. Oof. The budget was just obscene. It gave Marvel MCU, it gave Disney funding. That's what it gave. It gave Disney owned 75% of the media in the world. Like that kind of vibes. I don't actually know if that's a percentage, but Disney owns a lot of stuff. Um, so the question remains, who funded Lexi's play? Like, is she funded by oil and gas? Is oil and gas and mining funding Lexi's play? You actually have to think about these things. Have you thought about that? No, because you're not thinking critically. Embarrassing. Um, but I really liked... Well, I'm trying to think what my favourite musical number was, but I think it was just one musical number. The Nate one. Ooh, he was mad. He was so mad when he left and then Cassie followed after him and he essentially broke up with her and then she did that little serial killer staring through the window. I tweeted, Cassie needs Radley. And she does need Radley. What is she up to? I'm like, well, not you doing the serial killer stare through the window foam in the glass with your stank breath, with your COVID breath, at your sister's play. Cassie, get it together, girl. Or Lexi will get you together, right? And the thing about Lexi is she said, I'm taking no prisoners. It's going to be bad for everyone if I want it to be. So it was bad for Nate. It was bad for Cassie. Also screaming that like the play portrays Cassie in a negative light and the mum is still like, woo, yes. Um, interested to see what happens next week. I think someone's going to D word. I read some stuff on Twitter. I'm not going to say it, but I read some stuff on Twitter and if that's what happens, I'm just going to be like, okay, okay, yeah, sure, okay. Um, but my question is, where's McKay? Like, we have not heard from McKay all season, I don't think. It's just been the Cassie and Nate show. Uh, there's so many plot lines, I'm just like, oh, so... <laughs> What's happening there? Like Laurie, the suitcase thing, Rue, the morphine drip, the scratching on the door in Laurie's house. What's that about? Like she was talking about human trafficking and then scratching on the door in her house. It's like, oh my God, do you have people trapped in your house? And I thought that was going to go somewhere, but it didn't. So I'm wondering if it is going to go somewhere. And I'm also like, didn't Rue default on her suitcase loan? You know what I mean? She got all those drugs for free, essentially. Took a bunch of them. Didn't pay Laurie back. And what are the consequences? I feel like Rue could get kidnapped at any second now. I feel like Rue's going to be leaving that play. She's going to get snatched. It's going to be snatch game out the front of that school. Or maybe that's how the season ends. Rue gets snatch gamed. At the, oh, I'm not giving Sam Levinson any ideas because he would pull some shit like that. Actually, let's do predictions. Oh my God, predictions. I'm not going to say who I think is going to D word because then that is influenced by what I saw on the Bird app website. So we're not going to talk about that. I think 
maybe Cassie's going to try and fight Lexi and then Maddie is going to defend her and then Kat is going to be like, Maddie, stop! Because that's all Kat has done this season is say, Maddie, no, Maddie, stop! And do that cat dance, you know, the, the shimmy cat dance at the end of the bed. And she's done that in the last episode, so I don't think she's going to shimmy cat dance again. So she's due for another Maddie, no! Um, we're going to get the Maddie Cassie fight. I wonder what's going to happen with Nate. I feel like Nate is not going to be the center of attention in the next episode. Because I don't see how that would happen. Maybe because he's just run out of the school. So maybe he'll like run into someone. Or he'll see something happen. <gasps> Stacy girls, it's going to go down. Oh my god. Literally. Um, but yes, there's just so many loose ends, loosey goosey ends happening. And that's kind of tea. But I trust, I trust HBO and I trust Zendaya. And I trust Hunter Schaefer. So. The girls will get me out of this mess as euphoria viewer. I just know it. I know it, I know it. I'm pregnant, I know it. This life's gonna be a hard slog for me. Get in the cage for 10 minutes. All right, next, I wanna talk about <laughs> my personality test results. Da -da 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 -da. Let's switch on over to this other screen. And by doing so, we don't have access to the soundboard anymore because it's only on this scene of my streaming software. This is so rough for me. Like I want to be able to press the explosion button. So I'll just press it now, preemptively. Just so you can get like the audio visual experience of the explosion before we go explosionless. Um, so I'm talking about the 16 personalities test. Is this Myers-Briggs? I don't know. Anyway, people always ask me, they're like, What's your personality type? What's your star sign? What's your birth chart? What time were you born? What's your tax file number? What's the digits on your credit card? I'm like, why is it 20Q every single second of my life? Can I live? Clearly not. Um, I don't know what my, like, birth, what my birth chart is. For the people that want to know that kind of information, I am factually Sagittarius, December 10 vibes. I think I'm Year of the Rat, 1995, which would make a lot of sense. Maybe it's Year of the Pig. One of the two, I think. Anyway, so 16 personalities test. I am an INTJ-A. Now, I asked some people what they thought my personality type was going to be, and literally no one said this. Some people said ENFJ. I don't know what... Is that the main character type one but I got INTJ when I did this and I feel like one time that I did this I got ENTJ so I've also pulled up that but we're going to go through what this says about me and then we'll go through the ENTJ so I got INTJA which apparently means architect and it says for my traits for the mind trait, this trait determines how we interact with our environment. I'm 61% introverted. 
39% extroverted. That's kind of T. I do, that does sound about right. And I think that has kind of changed over time. I would actually say, even though I work by myself for myself, I would say that I'm more extroverted now than I was before. Also, not the camera battery, like, flashing. Am I not suffering enough? God, I might have to switch that in a second. Uh, Energy. This trait shows where we direct our mental energy. I got 61% intuitive and the other 39% is observant. Nature. This trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. I got 76% thinking, 24% feeling, and that's a read and it's true. Like, I love to think. Some would say sometimes I overthink. And I just, I do feel, but like not to the degree that some other people feel, I don't think. Like, I would rather think than feel, you know what I'm saying? Um, Tactics. This trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision-making. I got 75% judging, 25% prospecting. That also feels like a bit of a read. Identity. This trait underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. I got 57% assertive, 43% turbulent. I think that's like INTJA or INTJT. So let's read my profile. I don't want to copy my results, babe. Just tell me what I am. Ooh. How about this for an introduction? It can be lonely at the top. As one of the rarest personality types and one of the most capable... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it all makes sense now. Like, can I read that again? As one of the rarest personality types... Oh, everyone wants to be me so bad. And one of the most capable... And it's true, like... Check the spreadsheet. Who made the biggest impact? The INTJs. (laughs) Rational and quick-witted. Ooh, architects may struggle to find people who can keep up with their non-stop analysis of everything around them. I just kind of like felt that in my soul. I, I felt that. It's so true. Rational and quick-witted. Babe, I am rational. And I am quick-witted. Architects may struggle to find people who can keep up with their non-stop analysis of everything around them. And that is kind of tea. I've said many times on this podcast how I don't actually have that many friends. Hmm. (laughs) Babes, it's all adding up. Let's go next thing. Thirst for knowledge. These personalities can be both the boldest of dreamers and the bitterest of pessimists. (gasps) Bitch, I'm literally both of those things. I love to dream and I love to be bitter. Architects believe that through willpower and intelligence, they can achieve even the most challenging of goals, but they may be cynical about human nature more generally, assuming that most people are lazy, unimaginative, or simply doomed to mediocrity. (gasps) Babe, that's literally me. Like, I'm not even joking. Cynical about human nature. Yes, everyone sucks. Are you joking? Assuming most people are lazy, unimaginative, simply doomed to mediocrity. Like, not to read the human population, but, like, I get it. And the reason why I get it is because I do think these things because that's what I'm supposed to be thinking because I'm INTJA. My God. Architects derive much of their self-esteem from their knowledge and mental acuity. (gasps) In school, people with this personality type may have been called bookworms or nerds. (gasps) Oh my gosh. 
lest we forget that I got runner-up ducks threes in a row to three different people. Can we discuss that? What the fuck was that about? That was kind of rough. And if you think about it, it was targeted. I think someone in the school admin had it out for me because how the fuck else would that happen? Three years in a row, I was this runner-up ducks to three different people. That's so evil. But also, come on, consistency. Also, the way that these people, like, got the number one spot and then dipped, fell off the chart, and I still maintain that number two, it's giving Dua Lipa. You know what I mean? It's giving <laughs> Dua Lipa levitating. I was in that chart for years. Three years in the top ten. God, who's doing it like me? Exactly. They're confident in their ability to teach themselves about and master any topic that interests them, whether that's coding, I can't read that word, or classical music. Babe, this is me. I'm like, I'm flawed. Architects can be single-minded with ooh, little patience for virility, distractions, or idle gossip. Mm, we found a flaw. Bitch, I love to gossip. I love to hear the tea, right? And one thing about me, I'll get the tea. Because I love to be in other people's business. I just love it. That said, it would be a mistake to stereotype. <gasps> Stream stereotype by Stacey Girls. Oh, I was going to press the Stacey Girls button, but I can't on this screen. It's so bad for me right now. That said, it would be a mistake to stereotype these personalities as dull or humorless. Many architects are known for their irreverent wit and beneath their serious exteriors, they often have a sharp, delightfully sarcastic sense of humor. Ooh. Ooh. It's me. It's literally me, if you think about it. Oh my God, I saw a TikTok today. Someone had made a TikTok about me. It was like something along the lines of, I don't like overused internet humor, but I do like this guy. And I was like, Hmm. <laughs> hmm. What's your intention here? Why does this feel like a, a backhanded compliment? Hmm. Next part, finding a better way. Architects question everything. Many personality types trust the status quo. Not me, bitch. Not me. Couldn't be me. Relying on conventional wisdom, wisdom and other people's expertise as they go about their lives. That could literally never be me. But ever skeptical architects prefer to make their own discoveries in their quest to find better ways of doing things, they aren't afraid to break the rules. Stream Break the Rules by Charlie XCX off the album Sucker, which is a great album and often overlooked. Or risk disapproval. In fact, they rather enjoy it. Ooh, the disapproval thing? I don't know about that. Like, I am hashtag people pleaser. As anyone with this personality type would tell you, a new idea isn't worth anything unless it actually works. Bitch! Oh my god. Architects want to be successful, not just inventive. This is me. This is me with the PLO wall. I just got chills. Architects want to be successful, not just inventive. Like when I was putting that pretty little liars wall together, I was like, damn, this better, like people better appreciate this. They better do well. Otherwise the time investment wasn't worth it. Damn, that's so INTJ vibes. Like I'm so INTJ vibes. Hello? <laughs> I'm so INTJ vibes. It's ridiculous. They bring a single-minded drive to their passion projects, applying the full force of their insight, logic, and willpower. Oh my God, kind of like me doing the Pretty Little Lies videos for four weeks straight and only seeing one person once in that entire time, like that kind of thing. That's crazy. Heaven help anyone who tries to slow them down by enforcing pointless rules or offering poorly thought-out criticism. Oh, babe. 
I'm getting read to filth. And this is so true. Like, one time I had a call with someone, like a business type call, and they were just giving me feedback that I didn't ask for. And I was like thinking, do I care? <laughs> I didn't say that. I was like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Architects, independent to the core, want to shake off other people's expectations and pursue their own ideas. Babe. This personality type comes from a strong, comes with a strong independent streak. Apparently it doesn't come with reading comprehension skills. Hello, why can't I fucking read? Architects don't mind acting alone, perhaps because they don't like waiting around for others to catch up with them. Ooh, that's kind of bad, but it's true. They also generally feel comfortable making decisions without asking for anyone else's input. Ooh, again... At times, this lone wolf behavior, ooh. Stormy baby, you look just like mommy. This lone wolf behavior can come across as insensitive as it fails to take into consideration other people's thoughts, desires, and plans. No, it's true. It's true. My God. Social frustrations. Architects aren't known for being warm and fuzzy. T, okay. They tend to prioritize rationality and success over politeness and pleasantries. Ooh. In other words, they'd rather be right than popular. Now, that's new for me. I think I did have a previous reading like a few years ago. And I think I had that I wanted to be popular more than I wanted to be right. But bitch, the times have changed, right? I want to be right. I want to be correct, babe. And if everyone hates me, that's it. Why are you booing? I'm correct. That's the kind of vibes that I go about life with now. This is so crazy. It's so crazy. This may explain why so many fictional villains are modeled on this personality type. Oh. Dad didn't just put that in there like that. <laughs> Damn. 600personalities.com just called me a villain. But they kind of riot. Because architects value truth and depth, many common social practices from small talk to white lies may seem point can I read may seem pointless or downright stupid to them. Why well, I didn't really take that in. <laughs> Common social practices from small talk to white lies may seem pointless or downright stupid. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. As a result, they may inadvertently come across as rude or even offensive when they're only trying to be honest. Ah. Uh... That doesn't really apply to me. At times, architects may wonder if dealing with other people is even worth, even worth the frustration. That's kind of me, though. That's so me vibes. Are you joking? Like any personality type, they do crave social interaction. They just prefer to surround themselves with people who share their values and priorities. Often they can achieve this just by being themselves. Blah, 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 blah. Chess game of life. Ooh, this personality type is full of contradictions. Architects are imaginative yet decisive. Ambitious, yet private. And curious, yet focused. Bitch, that's me. Oh my God. From the outside, these contradictions may seem baffling, but they make perfect sense once you understand the inner workings of the architect mind. Like, see, if you're not an architect, like, you don't get it, I'm afraid. You don't get it unless you are an architect and I am an architect. I can't speak. I am an architect, so I get it. 
For architects, life is like a giant game of chess. So true. I love to play chess. Relying on strategy rather than chance, they contemplate the strengths and weaknesses of each move before they make it, and they never lose faith that with enough ingenuity and insight, they can find a way to win, no matter what challenges might arise along the way. Ooh. Like, I got chills thinking about this. This is so me vibes. This is ridiculous. Okay, let's go. Strengths and weaknesses. Oh, this is going to be good. Strengths. Rational. Let's go straight to weaknesses. That's more fun. But it says rational, informed, independent, determined, curious, versatile. Literally, like, all of these are true. Like, the independent thing. Conformity is more or less synonymous with mediocrity. T, creative and self-motivated architects strive to do things their own way. They can imagine few things more frustrating than allowing rules or conventions to stand in the way of their success. Like, so true. It's so true. It's ridiculous. Like, I can't believe that no lies have been told. Here we go. Weaknesses. Arrogant. Oh! Architects might be knowledgeable, but they're not infallible. Their self-assurance can blind them to useful input from other people, especially anyone they deem to be intelligent. <laughs> intellectually inferior these personalities can also become needlessly harsh or single-minded in trying to prove others wrong okay that's kind of tea like i'm not going to acknowledge it too much but i'm going to say like that's kind of me vibes dismissive of emotions Ooh. for architects rationality is king but emotional context often matters more than people with this personality type care to admit architects can get impatient with anyone who seems to value feelings more than facts oh my god <laughs> unfortunately ignoring emotion is its own type of bias oh my god my bias is jimin 16 personalities who's your bts bias one that can't cloud architect's judgment overly critical these personalities tend to have a great deal of self-control, particularly when it comes to thoughts and feelings. When the people in their lives fail to match their level of restraint, architects can become scathingly critical. Oh my God. But this criticism is often unfair. Oh. So I'm a bitch, basically. I'm an arrogant bitch, is what this is saying. I'm independent. I'm smart. I'm driven. I'm confident. But I'm an arrogant bitch. <sighs> Combative. I'm not really combative. Get off it. Romantically clueless. Oh. <coughs> Architects' relentless rationality can lead them to be frustrated by romance, especially in the early stages of a relationship. They may struggle to understand what's going on, what's going on, and how to behave. And if their relationship falls apart for reasons they don't understand, they can become cynical about matters of the heart, even question the importance of love and connection. Oh my God. May as well end the podcast, babe. I just got read to filth. Oh my God. I just got read to filth. I don't even know if I want to go into this romantic relationship section because it's going to drag me. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm trying to skim read this. It might not come as a surprise then. Social niceties and obscure etiquette of dating can seem useless or even insulting to architect personality types. What? Oh, my God. As architects often learn, the ways of love are hard to describe in a spreadsheet. Babe, who needs therapy? Go on 16personalities.com. Where's the sponsor? God, sponsor me, babe. I'll spruik this product for you. Some people with this personality type might constantly try to demonstrate their intellectual superiority as a way of proving that they're above the silliness of dating. That's not me. That could never be me. Like, that's not me. 
But I actually, I can think of someone who that fits. <laughs> oh my God. What's the etiquette on messaging someone that you went on a date with and being like, hey, <laughs> are you an INTJ? You're giving INTJ vibes. Um, blah, blah, blah. Emotional sickness. Architect personalities aren't known for conventional shows of romance, such as sending flowers or writing mushy notes. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was kind of boring. I just got read to feel like... It's basically saying, like, you're you're so smart. Like, you're genius vibes. Like, you're so genius vibes. But you're an arrogant bitch who's alone all the time. And you suck at making friends. And dating is a flop. Damn, like, can I live? Friendships. Sharp-witted and darkly funny. Architects aren't everyone's cup of tea, and they're okay with that. And I'm okay with that. For the most part, people with this personality type aren't obsessed with being popular. Popular, stream popular by Ariana Grande and Mika. They don't spend their time and energy on just anyone, and they can be difficult to get to know. That's kind of tea, isn't it? Just... This doesn't mean architects are antisocial or friendless. In fact, few things are more exhilarating to architect personalities than the spark they feel when they connect with someone who really gets them. Yes! Like, I don't have many friends, but my friends that I have, they're good. I keep my circle small, right? Yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. Let's go to career paths. All right. Professional know-how is often where architects shine most brightly. Shine bright like a dollar. But these personalities won't settle just any career. They want to tackle meaningful challenges and find elegant solutions to important problems, such as a fucking PLL wall. You know the vibes. Not just tinker with figures in a spreadsheet. And the thing is, I was that bitch. I was the bitch that would tinker with the spreadsheet. And I do like the occasional spreadsheet every now and then, but like... Now I'm looking for meaningful challenges and elegant solutions to important problems. Like, architects also want the freedom to exercise their greatest strengths. Few personality types, if any, can match their ability to transform complex principles into clear and actionable strategies. Bitch. Like, are, you, are we talking about like 160 episodes of Pretty Little Liars on a wall? Is that what we're talking about? Architects know how much they have to offer in their professional lives and for them, any job that fails to draw on their skills and knowledge is a wasted opportunity. Oh, okay. Early career blues. Oh no. Starting at the bottom of the career ladder can be frustrating, and it was. Early in their professional lives, they may be saddled with easy routine tasks that bore them half to death, and it did. People with this person, oh, not the camera dying. Babe, what do we do? Should we keep going? We're just gonna keep going. It looks like I'm thinking anyway. If you're listening, what happened was the camera froze. People who watch me on stream, you'd be so used to this shit. The camera freezes and I'm like, oh, let's just leave it. Um, anyway, let's keep going. I'm almost done anyway. Uh, da, 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 da. People with this personality type bring with creative out-of-the-box ideas. But with the disdain for schmoozing and workplace politics, they may struggle to earn the favour of their bosses and colleagues. That's tea. You know what? You know who my bosses and colleagues are? Me, bitch. I work for myself by myself. <laughs> that fits the personality type too. God, okay. 
Good news is, over time, architects can develop their abilities into a track record so effective that it can't be ignored. Exactly. Exactly. Competence gives them an advantage as long as they don't alienate their co-workers. Architects can advance in their careers and gain the independence they need to see the ideas through. Yes! Architect personalities demand progress and evolution and they love to explore new ideas. As their careers progress, they may be drawn to positions that allow them to influence a company or organization's overall strategies. Many architects pursue low-profile but influential roles as project managers, systems engineers, marketing strategists, system analysts, military strategists. Architects view a combination of intelligent approaches and hard work as the road to excellence. Now that's kind of T, right? That's the T. Intelligent approaches and hard work as the road to excellence. Bitch. Damn. Okay. Workplace habits. Do we care? I don't think we care. I don't really work in a workplace at the moment. Boo. Let's go conclusion. Armed with powerful intellects and strategic minds... Architects can outmaneuver obstacles that seem unbeatable to most, but their strengths, when misunderstood, can turn into weaknesses and keep them from reaching their full potential. Ooh, those misunderstandings end here. Oh, bye. I was going to read the rest of it, but it said, what you have read so far is the introduction. We have great more to tell you. Babe, nice try. <laughs> nice try to get me with a premium profile. I respect the hustle. Um... Let's quickly have a look at ENTJ, which is what I think I used to be. Actually, no, before we do that, because I want to see what people have this, because usually at the end of the page, they'll tell you what famous people have this um, personality type. Michelle Obama. Yes! Yes! Katniss Everdeen, all bitch. Oh my God. Oh my God. I just got told that I'm Katniss Everdeen. I just got fucking chills. Are you joking? Oh my god, that's so good. I'm so Katniss vibes, it's ridiculous. Like, Katniss is me. That's the thing that people don't understand. I'm so Katniss vibes, it's ridiculous. This all makes sense now. Oh my god, okay. ENTJ, what are these bitches up to? Commander, someone with the extroverted, intuitive thinking and judging personality traits. They are decisive people who love momentum and accomplishment. They gather information to construct their creative visions, but rarely hesitate for long before acting on them. Uh, sure. That could be me. But after reading the architect profile, like, babe, I'm so architect vibes. Gosh. Who are some famous commanders? Steve Jobs? Gordon Ramsay? Where's the lamb sauce? Margaret Thatcher? Franklin Roosevelt? Jim Carrey? Whoopi Goldberg, Harrison Ford, Malcolm X, Doctor Strange. Oh, I kind of want to be Doctor Strange. Nah, they can get fucked. Doctor Strange is INTJ vibes. Retweet if you agree. That's actually wrong. They're wrong for that. How, did they get fucking Doctor Strange to do the test? What kind of shit is this? How is he? Nah. I refuse. Sorry. Wow. What a day to be a Mike's Mikeinator. You know what I mean? That was explosive. I think this is a good time to end the podcast. I'll let you mull over the thoughts of me being an INTJ slay. Has this changed your opinion of me? Did you think I was a person that just cared about everyone and had chill vibes and loves to make friends with randoms?
No. No. And this profile was so right in telling me that I'm not those things, you know? I sometimes think it would be nice to just be able to make friends easily and do all this other kind of stuff, but babe, that's not me. That's not me. Like, if I was to say that that's me, I'm literally lying to you, so I'm not going to say that. But yes, that does bring me to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave me a like and a comment on the YouTube um, video if you're watching it on there. If you're listening, would love a review, you know. I feel like I never ask for reviews and apparently you're supposed to ask for reviews. So if you would like to review the podcast, feel free to chuck me a five stars. It actually does help. I think I'm going to be pitching some stuff about the podcast soon. So any kind of like positive affirmation is good, like in terms of a review or like a download or share of the audio version. That's cool too. But um, yes, thank you all for listening to the podcast. And I'll talk to you all soon. Peace out. Bye.